Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm Mike Rotten. And I am Bad Breed Britain. Welcome to episode 104, Hardcore TV. So hardcore. It's hardcore. This is, uh, you know, we've just finally broken into the Paul E. Dangerously ECW. If you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't know it on the last ECW show we watched, we've got a true stalwart, a true um, ECW alumni, a king, if you will, which is the main reason we're watching this show. But before we go any farther, 104. We've been doing this 104 weeks. That's damn. That means that we've done it for two years. That's wild. Two years. That's wild. And Shane, you weren't with us when we started, but this would in be spirit. your in spirit. You have been. Oh yes. But this is your fortieth episode. That's crazy. Yeah, it only took you one uh, appearance, and we're like, "Is that a third mic, man?" Yeah. And then yeah, bribe you with food to to let me to stay. Oh no, <laughs> you don't have to do that. I mean, I might be disappointed if you didn't bring us food. Yeah, I, I I'd still love you. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, with as brief as the uh, not not to to bury the lead or whatever that Michael usually says, but with as little wrestling as is featured on this show, I almost didn't bring any food just because. Yeah. Just to get the show over a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah, just to get through it. You but know, this is important. I decided to uh, bring the equivalent of the wrestling matches that we have featured on this show. Well, let's, let's talk about the show first before you get into that. This is the 30th episode of Hardcore TV produced by the ECW. Ooh. It would be shown on November 2nd, 1993, but would contain matches from October 2nd in the ECW arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with an attendance of around 400 people. We're banking tape over here. Got to dole it out in 28-minute segments. These matches were from a show called NWA Bloodfest, and it was a two-day show where, because ECW is now kind of the flagship for for the NWA. Oh yeah, we talked about this two-day show. Yes, we talked about watching it Off all, mic. and just decided that the major reason to watch it, they basically cover on this episode of. Yeah, the reason is homicidal. We are not suicidal, so we didn't watch a two-day show of 24 <laughs> ECW matches from a handy cam. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I really appreciate Matt boiling it down. But we're back in Pennsylvania, and like Shane was saying, bite-sized show sometimes deserves a bite-sized treat. Exactly. Mm. Back in Philly, got a, uh, a bite-sized episode here. Yeah, it covers a little bit of everything that's happened recently on uh, ECW, so I figured I'd find something that would represent this show perfectly. From from Philly and from uh, Pennsylvania, we've had pretzels, we've had cheesesteaks, we've had beverages, 
We've had lots of stuff already just from the few shows that we've had. More One green thing, cheese all the time. Yes. So we decided to uh, bring in some cream cheese. Stuffed inside of uh, everything mini bagels. My, my friends over at Dunkin' Donuts, who uh, hopefully one day will be a, a featured sponsor on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> because my Dunkin' Cup is uh, empty. Aside from the, the water I had to refill into it. Maybe they can uh, email you a new cup. Hey, that would be great. A permanent one, mm-hmm. other than this little paper. But yeah, Duncan currently has uh, these little bagel minis. Uh, they have ones that are everything uh, with, you know, garlic and poppy seed and onion and Who I think there's sesame. Love an everything bagel? Yeah, like the everything bagel is so popular, you can go to grocery stores now and just get whatever the concoction is in a of the seasoning. But, yeah, in the seasoning. Yep. You just put it on stuff and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got us each a uh, an order of their bagel minis stuffed with Philadelphia cream cheese. Because we're in Philly. Exactly. Yeah. 2300 Arena, baby. That's right. My 40th episode. So, you know, it, it's like mini cakes. Oh, yeah. These things are fucking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, was, I was quite quite impressed. While they're blowing out their candles on their anniversary bagels, something that happened around the same time as this episode of Hardcore TV, Nightmare Before Christmas would be released to theaters. Wow. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, which is the, I think, official title, and he didn't even direct the motherfucker. Everybody thinks he directed it. He did not direct this movie. He did. just had to put it he out didn't? there. He did not. I did not know this. This is no. news to me. He didn't direct it. It was like he did worked like a lot of the story it. and like the designs or whatever, but he was pretty hands off and would like show up and be like, Yeah, you guys are doing good. I can't remember the name of the director at the moment, but it's That's not like... Tim Burton. Well, I, I figured you guys would I know this. I just wanted to put it out there because. Well, I'm going to make um, probably a lukewarm take here that mm-hmm. people might not like, but. I'm not a big fan of this movie. I haven't watched it in so long that I can't say whether I'm a fan. I know it's good. Um, I've thought about rewatching it pretty recently. There's no way it's a bad movie. I think it might be overhyped. I think I watched it for the first time like a year or oh, two really? ago. I actually, the first time I saw this movie, my parents went, I was a, a little kid, and my parents went out somewhere to an event or whatever, and my mom's friend from work, who was actually a really big WWF fan, she rented the movie and was like, oh, you guys have to watch this. My mom thought it was like going to be spooky or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's great, blah, blah, blah. So that's how I saw it for the first time. And I remember watching it and liking it. Uh, I think it's legitimately great. It's definitely one of those things where it's, it looks incredible. And it's one of the few ones where like the songs are actually all good. The songs are all good. But it did kind of get ruined by, like, you know... Uh, annoying girls in hot topic t-shirts in high school but you know um, you gotta the, look past that sometimes the director is henry selick he also directed james and the, james giant, peach. And the giant peach monkey bone totally so forgot all, about that movie so all tim burton produced uh Coraline. Things. yeah Coraline's a great movie i have heard Coraline's good i haven't seen it it's it's yeah it's very good interesting shane got any thoughts about nightmare before christmas going to be one of those shocking revelations that have you not seen it either this is one i've never actually watched mm. 
I've I've seen the others. I've Maybe watched I'll, James and the Giant yeah. Peach and Monkey Bone and Coraline and it's, even it, the Academy Awards that he directed a little segment for, but I've never actually watched. It's Man, under 80 Christmas. minutes, and I uh, just scored a Disney Plus pass from a friend of mine, so maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll uh, put yeah. it on put it on the to do the I'm, rewatch. I'm, it's been I'm a long time. I'm not gonna say that it's not good. I, I'm not gonna say it. I think it's a it's fine, but it just doesn't live up to the hype that I've heard over yeah over the years. I think that it's people. one of those things where people kiss its ass too hard, and then you just go in and be like. Like What's at, so special about this? At the time when the movie came out, I was 16, so I saw it as... Kid shit? Uh, yeah, I'm too old for this. Uh, sophomore yeah. in high school, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, it's just one... It's, I've always contemplated, or not even contemplated, I've always told myself I need to sit down and watch it, and then I'll get sidetracked by yeah. you know, Shameless or... Of course. Big Brother or... I've been meaning to do Town, something. The adult rewatch, because I haven't watched it... As an adult, I imagine the last time I watched it, I was probably like 12 or like 13 or something like that. And some stuff is just different. I finally watched Absolutely. Twins for the first time last weekend. That's pretty wild. But like you guys haven't seen <laughs> Night Before Christmas, so you know. Sometimes, so we're even. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hardcore in my... Uh... Cougar Town re-binge at the moment, so... <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Cougar Town? If it sounds hot. Great show. Bill Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Gold, everything he touches. Yep. Oh, I figured it was a reality show about, no. like, hot moms. I still need to watch Ted Lasso. That's that's next on my list, because after listening to my friends, Zach and Donald over on their, their podcast, yeah, all I've heard is nonstop good stuff about Ted Lasso, so I gotta check it out. Well, I think I before, love everything Bill Lawrence. Before you lasso Ted... You might uh, take a trip to Halloween Town or whatever it's called. <laughs> Perhaps. Or maybe to Philly for some hardcore TV. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Back on track. Back in the saddle again. Logo comes flying across the screen before the opening montage of highlights. And then we see Sandman and Peaches back by the locker room. I'd never actually heard young Sandman talk before. And I had to like rewind it and watch again because... It just it threw me because I didn't really get familiar with Sandman until he was, you know, angry, chain alcoholic, chain smoking yeah. dude yeah. with a baseball bat. Or I'm sure that the the chain smoking may have changed his voice <laughs> just a little bit. But Sandman says he is ready to take on Shane Douglas, and then Joey Siles sends us to a video highlight of the final moments from Ultra Clash, where Sandman was beaten by Douglas, which we covered a few weeks yes. ago. Also, Joey. I'm going to say that for probably the next five times he shows up because he warms my fucking heart. We then go back to Joey, who then sends us to a video montage of Sandman in action. and Complete th- with the uh, the ending segment of it being that little Sandman and Peaches. <laughs> I had to laugh at that because I thought the video had messed up on me and it was playing over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're cut- doing this on, like, like a... Primitive VCR. Yeah, they got their editing from like a Goodwill. Their editing equipment from a Goodwill. We then cut back to Sandman, who is laid out with a phone on his chest. Oh my gosh. By the locker room. Son of a bitch. With Peaches, with Peaches distraught. Ted Corden then runs in to try and find out what's going on and starts yelling about Sabu 
heading to the ring when Paul E. dangerously walks out of the locker room. And Paul E. says, What Sabu is doing, going out to the ring, is that this poor alcoholic got nervous before his final match with the franchise, Shane Douglas. I like how they're working the alcoholic thing, but he's still like in the wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a second here, we haven't seen him with a beer yet. Not on, maybe he was in the last episode that we didn't watch of Hardcore TV or whatever, but like, if you're going to call him an alcoholic, you better have like had him like with a beer spilled next to him on himself that he was holding while he was on screen earlier. What are we doing here? Oh, Paulie, you're better than this is all I'm saying. I know you're cheap, but you got a dollar fifty for a Miller Lite in a can that this man can hold. Budweiser, I'm sorry. And then Paulie says that he's waving the substitution clause, and Sabu is Douglas's new opponent. So we head to our first match. <sighs> Sabu. Homicidal. With Paul E. Dangerously. Suicidal. Versus the franchise, Shane Douglas. With sensational Sherry. Sensational. She is. I love her. For the ECW Heavyweight Championship. Starting off hot. Mm-hmm. So the story behind this match was that Dangerously had introduced Sabu to be the bodyguard of the Dangerous Alliance. How are you going to be a bodyguard if you're tied up on a dolly? No clue on that one. Yeah. I'm just going with what I, was, with what I found out. Yes, yeah. But both Shane and Sherry had balked at the idea of Sabu being in the group. Arguments continued until Paul E. would side with Sabu and Martell with Douglas. So Douglas is no longer in the Dangerous Alliance. That's dangerous for him. That was fast. Very much so. But hey, I mean, he, when you got, got a, a championship. When you got it, explosive, so. explosive energy in the likes of my beautiful big baby boy Sabu. You gotta side with Sabu, man. You know when he does the leg drop and he puts the chair underneath his leg and the leg drops them with the chair. I don't know if there's anything more ECW or cooler than that that ever happens in ECW outside of a Masato Tanaka powerbomb. Those are like two of my favorite things in this whole company. Sabu is brought out to the ring, chained to a dolly and a cannibal mask on. Oh yeah, he's a biter. A little bit. <laughs> Dangerously gets in the ring only to be attacked immediately by Sherry. Kick his ass, Sherry. Hell yeah. Sherry do everything all the time, Sherry please. Bear. The match finally gets going and Shane slams Sabu's head into the turnbuckle. Hits a back elbow, a body slam, and an elbow drop. Douglas follows up with a superplex, but then goes after Paul Lee, allowing Sabu to hit a back suplex and come off the top rope with a moonsault Ooh. for the pin... And the win. He's explosive here, but he's not quite as wild. And new! Post-match, the guards grab Sabu from out of the ring and drag him back to the locker room for the protection of all of us. I know. I thought he was going to come through my television screen. And just, you know, he's going to go full ring on me. Well, damn, Shane. Yeah, Shane does. I Shane done, done, done kind of wondered it. if Shane was hurt. And that's why they only... Because literally this match is a minute and a half. And I was like, wait... Like, you, yeah, because I was like, oh, is it cut? And I was like, I don't really see any cuts. But I also <laughs> no, didn't rewind it is to not do it. edited at all. They put Sabu over strong as fuck, is what you're yes, telling me. They put Sabu over super People strong. talk about like putting the rocket pack on a motherfucker. Like, this is... Yeah, this is a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
So I, I don't know exactly if there was something that they needed to get the belt off of Shane to because he was hurt or what. Well, they were talking also that you know, WCW wanted Sabu, but NWA got him. So yeah, got got to throw that championship on him, lock him down. Well, I mean, I know that Eric Bischoff and WCW are not a huge fan of uh, Mick Foley going out there hurting himself. At least that's what we've heard them talk about after the fact or whatever. Uh, so bringing Sabu in, it's like, well, it's like literally that's it's, the only it's, person Sabu would have faced is Cactus Jack. Yeah, it's like the, he's like a, times a like an months. even sloppier Cactus Jack that does even more dangerous stuff. But the dangerous stuff isn't only to him, where Cactus Jack only takes the bumps. He doesn't yeah. bump other people, whereas Sabu is going to leg drop chairs onto people, yeah. which is a huge room for error. And he's a perfect fit for what the ECW is and becomes. Joey Styles discusses what we just saw, and then we go to Paul E. Dangerously outside the locker room. And he talks about great combos throughout history. Peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter and jelly. But Peanut no butter one, and a bacon. New dog. <laughs> but no <laughs> one is better that. than him and Sabu. But Todd Gordon then walks in to interrupt, letting him know that a special stipulation had been added to Sabu's match at November to Remember. He was facing Terry Funk, and now both Terry Funk and Sabu's belts would be on the line in the match. So maybe maybe this is the reason why Sabu got the belt as well. Because they they can funk it up. Exactly. And also, he can take the belt from Shane... Lose it to Terry Funk and still be credible because he just beat a guy in a minute. Yeah. And uh, what the fuck does Shane Douglas care? He got paid 80 bucks. Dangerously then starts going on about how Road Warrior Hawk would be Sabu's partner. And Funk's mystery partner is not known. When Gordon pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket, shows it to Paul E., who just starts screaming. What could it be? The name of the partner. I know, but like, who who could it be? Todd then goes to announce who it is, but dangerously knocks the camera over, and we get technical difficulties. Ah, so, so we're getting to uh, '90s crash TV stuff already with the. Yeah, Todd Gordon makes me miss old. What was his name? Jay Sully. Aww. (laughs) Todd Gordon's so much better than Jay Sully. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. He's not. That much better, but he is better. <laughs> Jay Sully should be at a, like, he's like a really bad Gordon Sully. It's like, Gordon <laughs> Sully's really good, and he's a fucking, he's Gordon Sully. He's a, a legend, but he's, he's boring as fuck. He's boring as fuck, and he called it the way that they used to do that then, and it's changing, and uh, Sully, he needs to. He's a little bit of that Joey Styles DNA that we're going to learn to love. So we're off to our second match. Chad Austin and Todd Shaw versus the bad breed of Axel and Ian Rotten. Did you and like that we both picked... Um, yeah, I was, yeah, I was hoping fine. you were going to say something uh, bad breed Mike or something no, like that. Mike Rotten sounds better. <laughs> and then uh, what yours was... Uh, bad breed Britain. Bad breed Britain, yeah, because it, it works with your last name. I love alliteration. It worked yeah. out well. So, if we didn't know Chad Austin and Todd Shaw were jobbers at this point, 
the fact that Cage Match has this as the only Ooh. Todd Shaw match ever. Wow. Well, now I feel special. So Chad Austin had two matches. He had a few more. We need a Todd Shaw t-shirt. Todd Shaw fan clubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw you. Yeah, it'll be... It's not I was here, it was I saw, I saw Todd Shaw. I saw you. Or no, have you seen this man? Yeah. <laughs> and then on the like back, a milk carton? I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got one more joke. <laughs> Todd Shaw, and you do it like a rock concert shirt, and on the back it has tour dates, and then it just has the one match on the back. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Ian and Austin started off feeling each other out until Chad delivers hip tosses and drop kicks to both members of Bad Breed, following up with a moonsault for a two count on Ian. Oh, that's why Chad Austin uh, had a second match. He moonsaulted, which we've been seeing a lot of recently. Ian begins to rake the eyes of Austin to gain control. Axel with an avalanche splash and a spin kick. Ian's back in with a back body drop before tossing Chad to his corner so that Shaw can join in on the fun. The only fun he's ever going to have. Ian immediately hits a clothesline, and Axel throws him out to the floor, where Ian comes off the apron with a dropkick. Big boy dropkick. Yeah. Back in the ring, bad breed with a drop-toe-hold splash combination for a near fall. Ian then hits a double underhook brain buster. Basically kind of looks like a paradigm shift. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Moxley's move. I love that it's a drop toe hold into the uh, splash, which, like, the drop toe hold into a splash is kind of quirky and weird. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's very it's very Ian. <laughs> That's followed by a body slam and Axel flying in off the second rope with an elbow drop. Bad Breed then hits a rocket launcher for the pin and, and the win. win. I just realized as we were doing this that I fucked up my name. My middle name is Ian. I should have been Michael Ian Rotten. Uh, well, I did it, I did it here now. Not editing it. No, you shouldn't. So after watching this match, the reason that this might be the only Todd Shaw match is because he just might be dead from this match. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, st- he was le- he still laying in the ring when they cut away. Like yeah. he hadn't he, moved. He was probably like, I, wrestling's not for me. <laughs> Also, kind of crazy that they just showed that one-minute match where he won with him, where Sabu won the title with a moonsault. He had a moonsault as, like, the second move in this match and uh, doesn't account for a pinfall. But a Sabu moonsault is much better than a Chad Austin moonsault. True, but it's still a moonsault. Jim Cornette doesn't approve. Can't win them all. (laughs) We then go to the back, and Jimmy Snook is there. And he gives this interview. Okay, let's hear it, brudda. This is Jimmy Snooker, the Superfly, ECW. Woof, woof, woof. What are you going to do about it? Not going to kill my girlfriend. Touche. <laughs> Sorry. That's... I was trying to think of something to say after that, but I got nothing. Uh, Jimmy Snooker, <laughs> great look. We all love him. But, but that's one of those things where... I can normally separate the art from the artist, but when I see Jimmy Snuka, I uh, am is I'm entertained and then immediately saddened, and it kind of turns into some slight disgust. anger and disgust. But uh, woof woof woof, here we go. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, sir. I can't do anything about it. Brother. <laughs> Joey Styles then shows us a still 
of a confrontation between Sherry and Medusa. And uh, I want Sherry and... Who doesn't want to see Sherry and Medusa in a mm-hmm. ring? Like, right. God. Only been one night since, like... Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He then hypes up Mr. Hughes and what he did in WCW and the WWF. Love that they talk about the other... What did he do in the WWF? WC- he showed well, up. In WCW, he was a big cat. He stole Undertaker's urn. That's right, he was a big cat. WF, he was um, an urn thief. Exactly. And we get Mr. Hughes in the back yelling at us that he's here and that Johnny Gunn is going down. What? I will say, Mr. Hughes' promo is pretty decent and better than I expected. Much better than I expected. Probably one of the first times he's ever actually talked. Yeah, and honestly, they probably... If he was going to bring this kind of energy, maybe he would have worked a little better if they let him talk because I thought this was... I don't know if it was really good, but it was surprising and not bad. Do you agree? Disagree? It wasn't I terrible. I thought he was yelling at us, and I didn't really understand a word he just said. Just the fact that we saw any energy come out of him, I think, yeah. is the thing. Okay. I'll, I'll go with you on that one. Back to Styles, and he's hyping up a shoot fight between Kevin Sullivan and Tommy Cairo going over the rules before going to an interview with Kevin Sullivan. What if they threw to a shoot fight, and then they did like... A like Barry Lyndon style duel with like guns, <laughs> like a tool duel. An actual and that, shoot fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. Um, I guess that's probably some like DDT or like Joey Janela shit jokes. <laughs> they want to see like the glove pulled out of the mm-hmm. tights. And yes. Slap. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> loaded. They both have loaded gloves, so they both <laughs> fall down, and then we get a ten count, and they're both dis- disqualified. Uh, I feel like comedy wrestling. Sounds like it's really easy, but I rarely see it done well. Yeah. And that's pretty funny. <laughs> Sullivan starts his interview off with, I've been in all kinds of matches. Before it cuts to a video highlight of him in a match with Abdullah the Butcher, where a woman is trying to save him, and then to a highlight of the tag match from Ultra Clash, and then a match between him and Abby once again. So I guess he's had a... Abby feud? Abby feud, even though he tagged with him at Ultra Clash. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Nancy. You're looking super cute here. We then get sent to a video package of that Medusa-Sherry confrontation. I want mm-hmm. I want them to have a match in front of me. Okay, so we're going to reenact this for you <laughs> with Michael as Medusa and Shane as Sherry. Mike Dusa in the house. <laughs> Shane Chasional Sherry. Shane Chasional Sherry. That's so hard to say. <laughs> I love it. And action. I want to challenge you, just like you want to challenge me at November to remember. People have been waiting for this, and so have I. You want to know who is best? It's not about who's best. A lot of my art and athleticism comes from my background. People think that packing a backslide is like a casting couch maneuver. <laughs> Sherry, you have hated me. You have called me names, but we are the top of women's wrestling. If you accept, I will show the world what wrestling really is and should be. We were in the AWA together, and yes, you were a little blonde bimbo, just like you are now. You are always going to be in the shadow. You just ran around with everybody, didn't sit down and listen. You couldn't handle the competition, so you ran off to Japan. I didn't run from you. You want a piece of me? Let's do this. You know the one thing? 
Greg, the Hammer Valentine, is proud of? That's one thing you did do right. Because I fucked him. He ain't so bad. Medusa starts yelling back at Sherry about <laughs> if they were talking about sexual favors. Uh-huh. That she had done way worse than she ever had. Yeah. Like, who's proud of fucking... Greg, we, Greg is... And also, we've seen Greg have good wrestling matches. Don't, don't drag him down to just, like, one bone. Well, it sounds like multiple times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good for Greg. Apparently he good needs for Greg. Yeah. And, yeah. He, he yeah. knows how to throw the hammer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how he got his name. <laughs> Medusa continues that Sherry would never come to Japan because she couldn't hang with the talent over there. And then Medusa said... I might be going to the WWF, and what do you do? And indeed, she did head up north, and this match would ah. never take place. It is really fun. Like It's about as sloppy as what we just did, yeah. uh, <laughs> but it does have some moments that are great, and it's legitimately at like a wrestling con. Like It's just like in a hallway, hallway hotel. At a hotel, yeah. Yeah, and I believe that John Arezzi is there, who uh, is... Had a like wrestling like radio show back in the day. Uh, they had a lot of cool interviews. I believe there's a podcast where they that exists where they like have those episodes up, and he like goes back and talks about the stuff that I've meant to check out. So just shouting out John Arezzi uh, for you know being a guy that people don't talk about much. We then go back to the Eagles Nest, and Joey's there, and Jason has joined him. And Styles asked Jason, Jason. Who's Jason? That the other guy that was on the screen. Oh, just a guy named Jason. <laughs> That's what his name is. We've seen him before. I think he was at the Battle of the Belts. Mr. Voorhees. Our man lost episode. Behind the mask. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but Styles asked Jason what his opinion is on what we just saw. And he thinks that everyone involved will agree that he is the sexiest man alive. Before we fade to black. Uh, what is this? An episode of Tim and Eric? This doesn't make any sense at all. He didn't give his opinion. I know. He's the sexiest man alive. Yeah, we weren't talking about you, bud. <laughs> we want to know more about this Sherry exactly. Medusa. I know. What sexual I favors got... have you done, Jason? <laughs> you know Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> wow. So, gentlemen, <laughs> I ask you, what are your thoughts of this episode of Hardcore TV? Uh, the Medusa... Um, and and Sherry promo thing that's just like some weird off the cuff poorly shot thing that they put in here for a match that unfortunately now it doesn't happen is the thing that you should watch on this show. I like to think that the uh... Sabu is great. I love Sabu. Huge Sabu fan. But it's like one minute. He does a moonsault. It's cool. You can just probably watch that clip anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But this other thing, something to behold. I like to think that the uh, the little Sherry and Medusa moment here is what inspired, I can't think of his damn name now, but the guy who did uh, Showgirls. Oh, Paul Verhoeven? Something like that, That's yeah. the director. He's the same director as some of my favorite movies. RoboCop, Total Recall, Starship Troopers, and Showgirls has one of my favorite actors in it, Kyle MacLachlan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's just something about the uh, the Medusa Sherry thing that that's where my mind went with it was it was like the uh, it's like some showgirl dialogue and Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon, uh-huh. yeah, love Gina Gershon. Yeah, all I ever seen Bound. What a good movie. Oh yeah. So you 
if you watch this, you might think that the two matches are edited. They were. I, assumed in any that way. They, I kind of assumed that they were just because yeah. it looked bad, and I was like, when you first you know, told me that those. it was mostly a promo show with very little wrestling on it, I thought, all right, it's just going to be like clips of a match or something, and no, oh, it was literally two full matches. <laughs> But there are literally five minutes of this entire. Can you episode. imagine if we watched that two day show and like the one thing that we were watching it for was a one minute match, exactly. and then we oh my god, I'm so glad that that either doesn't exist or you put the kibosh on it. So because those two matches are literally five minutes total, there's no way that we can really rate this show on work rate. No. no. And the two storylines that get set up on this show, which. Believe me, I was very interested in. Oh, yeah. The whole Sabu, Terry Funk, yes. belt versus belt thing. I want to see that bad. That's not happening either. And the Martel, Sherry, or Martel, Martel Medusa, Medusa, Medusa match. Yeah. They don't get played out on television. What? Yuck. Because November to Remember, they did not film it. Yuck. So there is no... Or supposedly they didn't film it, but there is no videotape out there. Disgusted right now. For that. So even if I did enjoy this episode... Do you know who won episode, if those matches happened? Or did we not I even... I do. Okay. And we'll get there. Okay. We'll talk about it when we get there. So even if I did enjoy this episode, it's hard to give a thumbs up knowing that it's basically a meaningless show. Yes. So this promo between Sherry and Medusa is... Like, I was literally... My, my jaw was on the floor I watching it. it. They, like... Like, they have some. This it's, is raw. Yeah, like, it's raw as the, hell. At least for me, the best moment, the best performers, and the most surprising of the the entire show. Exactly. Yeah, we're, it's we're, we're not even going to smark it up on this episode. <laughs> no, we are doing it the whole show. It's that one thing. Yes. Like if you want to see the full run of ECW title changes, watch the minute and a half Sabu beating Shane. But I urge you. But this promo to watch is this promo. amazing. If you like Sensational Sir Sherry, if you say no, then we got yeah. then those you are fighting no, words. You just, say if you if okay. you don't like Medusa, those are also fighting words. So, you know, just get to it. Find the promo. It's probably on a three minute clip on fucking YouTube. And if it's not, it's on probably Daily Motion. But find this. Find this and watch it. Exactly. Yep. Load up the network. Get your uh Get your nine days in, listen to our recap episodes of some of our favorite matches, watch those while you have your week, your week-long uh, freebie, and, uh, you know, cap it off with this, uh, this little bitch fight. Not to call them bitches, but cat fight, I guess, would be the word. Making their way to the ring! It's trivia time! Hi. Here we are again. WrestleMania 5? <laughs> Incorrect. Aw. Woohoo! So this week, the category is Music of the Mat. It's my music! Break it down! Music. I will play a wrestler's theme song. You name the wrestler, and you must buzz in. Okay, we're going, ah! Yes. See how quick it takes you to get this. <laughs> God Shame. damn it. Dusty Rose. Ah, it was, you were quick on it. What a good let play out. It's a little common man boogie. It's been so long since we've heard it. I love it so much. 
can't do nothing but boogie when you hear this song. Part of me wishes I had a nightstick so I could twirl it around and make fun of Boss Man. Where's my sweet sapphire? Um, I love that fucking sapphire tag match so much. So good. Something that, like, if it wasn't Dusty and Sapphire and, like, Sherry, it's like a beautiful trifecta. That was one of the, the most heartbreaking things I can remember as a child watching wrestling was when Sapphire turned on Dusty Rose. That's such a bummer. God, I hated it. I love Dusty just like cutting a rug in WWF for like a for like a quick second. Comes in, you can tell he's having a blast because he just has to. All he's doing there is performing, and he's probably getting paid pretty well too. And like he just doesn't fucking like you know he doesn't he doesn't have to worry about anything except for fucking going out there and having a good time. And I love that. And the best thing that happened was a tag match. So. Look up the Mellow Yellow Dusty Rhodes commercials, you out there listening. It's so cool that are like really great like bunkhouse stampede era like pre WCW Dusty Rhodes talking about Mellow Yellow. Nice. You got it. You're Woo. quicker on the buzzer. I think I was just trying to jam, <laughs> and I lost track of even the fact that a game was happening. It's been, it's been too myself. long since I've heard the song, and it's just like. So nice. It's not Diesel. It's not Diesel. <laughs> it's like keep wanting to guess people that are in the wrong timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, Battle Bowl 1993. Is it a Battle Bowl or is it a Toilet Bowl? Next week, we will weigh in. You will find out. Flush with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm working on my promos, guys. Flush with us. <laughs> Music from this week's show is Sad But True by Metallica. Oh, that's cool. And Bad Breed won our main event. Wow. Mm, sure. They won the last match on the show. Exactly. Who would have thought that So we'll play their theme song, Hair of the Dog by Guns N' Roses. Damn, this, this show is uh, musically stacked with some, some real-ass rock tunes. If you like this episode or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, recipes. Recipes. Because we're headed to Florida Florida. next week. Shane can probably use some help. I can. He always can use some help. I'd appreciate it. But you can do that at WrestlingHistoryX at gmail.com or find us on our Twitter at WrestlingHistoX. That's wrestling H I S T O X. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Mellow yellow, baby.